So hello everyone. Um, welcome to another episode of Movie Madness with me, your host Khalil Jamal, and I'm joined by a guest who I'm gonna let her introduce herself because I think you'll do a better job of it than I would. Hi, I'm Shayla Brown. Um, I'm an actor um, from Ontario, and uh, yeah, what is there to say? That's uh, it. That's yeah, it. That's, that's good. It. That's Great. good. Um, yeah, because. We so we've done a podcast before. Uh, it was online, you know, Zoom or whatever we used. I don't remember because I used like seven different things during that time. But you're here in person now, which is great. Now, if you want to know more about her and and you know, uh, she was in Women Talking, which is obviously a very fantastic film, which was nominated in one Oscars, is very crazy. Uh, if you want to know about her experiences in that film and and her overall stuff, then you know, go go. I'll link the podcast in the description. You can go take a look at that. But we're here to talk about something else because just shortly after we finished that interview, you know, a few months or whatever after that, you started watching Star Wars. It was a journey. It was a decision that I did not anticipate doing. Um, but when I watched The Mandalorian, because it was just after The Last of Us came out and Pedro Pascal was in The Last of Us, and I was like, well, I want to see more of him, so I watched The Mandalorian, and then I was like, why am I doing this when I could just commit to, to doing the whole thing? And I was like, if I'm committing, we're not just doing the movies, we are doing everything. This includes the animated TV shows, the live-action TV shows, we are doing all of it. The books? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working through the books. That's going to take a long time. Don't worry. As, as, a, as a lifelong Star Wars fan, even I haven't gone through all the books, so... You know, you're not alone in that. Also, I hate reading, so I just like to listen to them. Yeah, have me back in like 50 years and maybe I'll be done the books. Oh, no, because they're going to keep having more books, so you'll never actually be done the yeah. books. That's a trap, right? Yeah. So I do have to start off, obviously. We'll get into some controversy later about how you're not allowed to watch Star Wars, apparently. Yeah, apparently I'm an opportunist and I actually can't watch Star no, Wars. No, no, because so. women can't watch Star Wars, according to some people on the internet. Some psychologist who's not actually a psychologist. Yeah, but we'll get to that in a minute. First, got to ask you, what was your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, this is already going to be controversial. Okay, I am so scared of the toxic fan base. Don't worry, they can't hurt you here. Okay, okay. Um, my favorite Star Wars movie is The Last Jedi. I, I, that's great, you know? I... I agree with you. I think it took a lot of risks that I think a lot of people weren't ready for. And I think it was really brave and bold to take those risks. Um, and to, like, especially change the character of Luke Skywalker, which to me seemed like a perfectly natural evolution from where he was coming from. And I think if people had seen where he was coming from, they would understand that evolution and how he became so cynical but i respect that choice and i respect the way that they did that and uh yeah i like how it was so out there and took risks and just to be clear to everyone like when i said i agree agreed is a good movie i didn't say i don't agree it's my favorite movie but i understand why you would think that yeah i've got a ranking system i i and we will definitely touch on a whole bunch of other things but i do want to talk about the last jedi a little bit because that movie also is met with as i'm sure you're aware a lot of controversy because um Women, I think. I, I think it was. I it, every time Star Wars has controversy, I just assume it's either women or it's racial minorities. Yeah, is it a person of color? Is it a woman? Yeah. Is it both? Sometimes, yeah. yeah the last Jedi might be both. If we're being honest. Yeah. So, the last Jedi. I think the people biggest issue people had was they said it didn't do justice to Luke Skywalker, right? Mm -hmm. So you've seen all the movies. I'm gonna bring you to to a New Hope, right? The first one. Mm -hmm. The first one made, I guess, not the first one. Then you understand what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. And I hope most people in the audience understand what I'm saying. Luke Skywalker was a bratty kid who was very annoying, kind of lived on this planet. He was not a hero. I don't know if, you, if anyone actually watched A New Hope. I know they like to skip to Empire, but like that he was not some like, you know, self-sacrificing hero. He was kind of selfish in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I think like we only see him reluctantly agree to go on this journey after his whole family is killed um and then he's like all right fine i'll do it but like he was never like i am the chosen one mentality it was it was just th this this random guy like he was very much just a guy before he was a jedi and he never wanted to be in this world necessarily like he kind of accepted it but he never i don't think there's ever a point and i know people always point to that one scene um at the end of uh, the Return of the Jedi, 
right? Return of the Jedi, where he's like, I'm a Jedi like my father before me, whatever, right? But he never really, I guess, truly accepts he's the Jedi, right? And so you can, I again, I'm not a psychologist, and you know, there's some people on the internet who will have, who are obviously psychologists who will talk about Star Wars, but like, I think anyone who's not really committed, if there's some sort of tragedy or some sort of like, you know, big thing that happens to them, they may revert to that, right? Like, mm-hmm. they may revert to, like, trying to escape that life. Like, I don't blame him for that. No, me neither. Because, you know, but people in the internet won't talk about that. They'll talk about why people can't... Want... Anyways, that really makes me annoyed, but, you know. Yeah, I agree. Now, you also watch The Bad Batch, The Clone Wars, and Rebels. Oh, well, we'll get to The Bad Batch. Don't worry. I want to know, which animated show is your favorite? It's okay. You can say what I know you're, what you want to say. I love all of them. I want to make it clear that I think all the animated shows, like, they hold a place in my heart um, because, you know, I'm very much a fan of the found family trope, and all of them have that. Um, but it's the Bad Batch. It's I, the Bad Batch. Look, I can't even argue. Like, again, they're all great. There's no such thing as bad. All, what I always say is there's no such thing as bad Star Wars. They're just less than great Star Wars, and there's great Star Wars. Yeah. I, I agree, and I think I think the reason why I love the Bad Batch so much is because it's about a group of people who are considered different. Um, and Abnormal, that's what they're considered, yeah. Yeah, and um, instead of being shunned for these differences, they all embrace each other and come together and work with each other's differences to um, create not just a squad, but a family, and they find each other, and they... they they embrace not only their own differences, but each other's differences, and they all work to create one whole. And I think that's beautiful and something, like, as a disabled person, that speaks to me. And again, I mean, again, I can't disagree with anything you say because you're saying everything that's completely 100% true here. Um, and obviously, you know, I'd probably rather this if you had some controversial opinions. Unfortunately, you know, you love Star Wars, I love Star Wars, so that's not really going to happen. But... What was your thoughts on Rebels? Because I want to kind of go back to the Bad Batch when we talk about the new season mm-hmm. later. Um, what's your thoughts on Rebels? Like, what, how did you approach that show? And were you surprised or disappointed? Because obviously, I don't know if you watched it before the Clone Wars or after, but... I watched it after Clone Wars and after Ahsoka Season 1, um, which was interesting to come to it that way because in Ahsoka, the characters are very much changed. And I think in a way that a lot of people took issue with... Um, when it came to Rebels because the characters were so different because they had grown up with these characters in Rebels and I was seeing them in Ahsoka so suddenly for me it was the opposite where it's like wait a minute these people aren't uh, like the same as they were in in Ahsoka which you know makes sense because they're all older and and changing and evolving human beings um but also they're played by people yeah yeah that that is the thing it's like when a actor takes over a role it's it there are going to be changes and you just have to accept that um but I loved Rebels I think um a lot of the time it was it was it's great to have a little bit of a, a more lighthearted, like, I, obviously it deals with some heavy themes too, mm-hmm. but I feel like Rebels, there are some episodes where I'm just like, I could put this on and I could be happy. And a lot of this stuff for, like, the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch, if it's like, if I'm going to watch an episode of this, I need to be prepared to cry. Yeah. Um, but in Rebels, it's like, there's that one episode where they steal the TIE fighter, and that yes. makes me so happy, and I, like, it's a comfort show. And, like, you know, there are also, like, desperately sad moments um Mm -hmm. the ending the ending season four um which was really weird for me to watch because it season four for some reason on disney plus does not have audio description um where the other three seasons do so spoiler alert for rebels big spoiler alert it's been out for a while um yeah kanan dies and when Mm -hmm. kanan died i didn't know that it happened because audio description is non-existent for season four so i'm sitting there like i think kanan just died but i can't be 100 percent sure so i had to google a plot summary and and go to the end of that plot summary and it's like oh yeah kanan's died and then i was like okay I go back go rewatch the sh- like rewatch the final scenes to like because now someone's explained it i can see it a bit better and understand and process that visually and um i was like and then i started crying so it was a really weird detached first reaction because i was like i think just died but i don't know um so that was weird 
Disney get on that? Because, um... So, actually, this brings me... Again, we're going to just jump around a little bit here because you just bring things up and then I kind of change what I'm going to talk about. So, Disney Plus is a real problem with audio description. And so, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a journey I went on. So, I started watching shows with audio description. By the way, it might be one of the greatest things to happen to TV, if I'm being honest with you. And, again, like, it's not like... You know, I know obviously you need it for to, you know, process the show and, you know, be able to watch it. I'm telling you, it adds so much to the show when it has when you have audio description on. Mm-hmm. And it used to be like, you know, I was like, oh, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I watch stuff now, and especially like you look at like you know sitcoms and stuff when you watch that kind of stuff um, with audio description, it adds so much to the show. And I honestly like I I'm at a point now where I think it should be normalized in everything. Like, I think the fact that there is still stuff that comes out without audio description is kind of, you know... Cringe. It's 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 just terrible. I, I It's it's crazy. And I went, and what started... Because, like, I don't know. I just I had them on, and I was like, wait. This makes it so much better. Especially if I'm, like, watching shows and I'm doing other stuff. Because then I can... I don't have to actually, like, sit in front of a TV and watch a show. It's it's Yeah, you can just go about your day. And it also, like... A lot of the things that might seem really ambiguous, like a certain look that a character had. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't really know what that look was sometimes the audio description will give you a clue as to what that emotion is and what like what that character is going through that you wouldn't have gotten if you hadn't had audio description and therefore you just have to kind of guess and like you know doing your own interpretation is fun but sometimes it's nice to have a definitive answer um and that's what's really nice about audio description and that you can literally like like my phone is like if my phone is dying i can just plug it in then put on headphones walk around and be watching a show like i'll be studying i'll have my uh, show on and you know i'll have audio description on i'll have and I'll just be listening to it while I'm working or whatever. It's like a podcast, essentially. Like it's, it's. I think it's honestly. I know. I understand it's a visual medium, and, and there are, you know, and people get mad if you say, uh, you know, just the fact that you're not gonna look at a show. And but I think it should be normalized. Like it's, you know. And I'm going through because like, now I'm watching shows with it, and I'm like noticing, oh wow, this show doesn't have it, or this show doesn't have it. I'm like, this. They really should fix this. Or you watch it, and like, for me, like. If I've watched a show several times, I start to pick up on the mistakes that they make with the auto description. Then I get mm-hmm. to like get really picky and make notes about it. Like the Bad Batch, I've noticed some like you know things that are minor, but like now that I notice it, I'm like, but that wasn't correct. Like there was this scene where Echo um, tells the Separatist senator um, to keep fighting, and and the audio description said it's Hunter who steps forward, and I'm like, no. That's not Hunter, that's Echo. And you can hear that in the voice. So stop being wrong and someone should double check these errors. Yeah, and I think hopefully with AI, they're able to do this better and they're able to kind of do it for some of the older shows as well because I know it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's a time, it's a very time intensive process for, for sure. like law, like, you know, 12 season shows to go back in time. So, I mean, look, AI technology, you know, maybe this will make it easier to not only do it accurately, but also kind of back catalog a lot of stuff that doesn't have it, that should have it. Yeah. I mean, I watched the first six season of Clone Wars without audio description because it doesn't have it either. Um, but the final season does. And, you know, Watching a lot of things without audio description is a really disorienting, weird experience, but the Clone Wars especially, because it's 80% D. Bradley Baker talking to himself. I don't know, I don't know who's, I don't know who's who, I don't, I'm here for a good time, but I don't know who's who and what's happening and who just died, I don't know. Yeah, I, again, you know, I think, again, I and it was just random and I'm like, where has this been my whole life like this is this the amount of time and how much more productive i could be while i'm watching tv like i mean i didn't even i can watch tv while i'm like falling asleep it's great i love it yeah it's glorious give it a try people yeah i know and i always say like if you're if it feels jarring start with the sitcoms because it works so perfectly with sitcoms Mm -hmm. because sitcoms as it is are so outrageous and like kind of over the top and also they have like a lot of them have the laugh track already Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're adding that much also, yeah. the other thing, listening to theme songs for shows like the, the Big Bang Theory with audio description is one of the most hilarious things because they explain what's going on in the theme song and they're doing it so quickly. And eventually, if you don't skip the theme song, you like memorize like the descriptions. Like I can do like the Star Wars intro, like the Lucasfilm, you know, the faces of droids and shiny clone trooper helmets. <laughs> revolve and glint against a black back i can do that whole thing 
because I've just heard it so many times that I, I know what it is now. And, like, you memorize those things. And it's, like, really weird because, you know, a lot of people, it's like, yeah, I memorized the theme song. It's like, I memorized the audio description track. To the theme song, yeah. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's crazy. It's fun. It is, it is. Um, What else did I want to talk about? Um, Oh, yeah, books. Uh, I forgot. I was like, what's the third thing? So what's your favorite Star Wars book that you've read? So far, um... I really loved the second book in the Padme trilogy. Um, oh, it's yeah. Queen's... Oh, no, Queen's Shadow. Queen's Shadow. Um, I have read two out of the three. Um, and that one, I really loved it. I also really loved Ahsoka. The Ahsoka book was really You good. read the Ahsoka? Oh, that yes, Ahsoka book is awesome. I read it in like four days. Um, but I also have a soft spot for Master and Apprentice because it was my first Star Wars book. Um, and Claudia Gray just perfect writing like oh there were some quotes from that that book that just stick with me and like stick in my brain and I just I it was a perfect starting point for me and because you know it's characters that I'm familiar with like Obi-Wan Kenobi and and Qui-Gon Jinn and who, who is a character that fascinates me and one that I wanted to know more about um so that was a great starting point so I, I love the Padme series. It's it's a top tier series, and actually it's funny because I stumbled into the first one because I was bored and I was scrolling through the um through a, a library website and I was like, oh, what should I do here? What should I what should I read? And then I saw the audiobook for them. And I'm like, ooh, this looks fun. And I was just kind of like listening to it, whatever, and I'm like, wait, what? This is so good. It's so cool. And like I don't necessarily like this might be a I don't know this is controversial. I don't love the character of Padme like all that like i'm not like a super big padme fan in the in the movies or even mm-hmm. in the clone wars um but my god that book does so much ju- like the book does so much justice, justice to the to character. character yeah i agree and i haven't read the third book because i can't find it in audiobook form um for some reason it's not available on audible canada right now which uh is really rude for me personally um like i feel like it's a personal attack um but it's fine i'm gonna find it somewhere um but yeah, I think I think it does so much justice to her because you know, George Lucas Star Wars women, not good, not good, yeah, sexualized. Um, yeah, they do their best, and you know, God bless the the actors who who play these women. Because God bless Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman and and Carrie Fisher because they bring so much life to these characters that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Um, but the the book really does bring so much to Padme and like I really found like the stuff with the decoys and how they do that really interesting and cool yes. to learn about and I just thought that was so cool and it's like now when now when I watch the movies it's like oh my god so that's why like I watched The Phantom Menace and I was like why is Natalie Portman's acting so bad and it's not it's just because the queen's voice is a very specific like sound and it's yeah. supposed to sound impersonal and completely detached and like there's a reason for that and it's not just like people being bad at acting because I know that they're not like I knew that Natalie Portman's a great actor like but I was confused and now reading the book I have subtext that I didn't have before and to be fair no one no one would blame you if after watching the prequels you thought Natalie Portman was a bad actor like you can't you can't blame no one can blame you for that because I think a lot of people walked away from the prequels like that saying can she actually act yeah and I think that is probably a fault of directing um or story and poor directing and story yes like role for the character there's a whole bunch of problems with prequels i mean you know there's still some good moments too but yeah yeah because there's no such thing again as bad star wars just less than great star wars yeah you just gotta kind of strap in for the ride and and just anticipate there's gonna be some moments that are are great and then there's just gonna be memes and vibes and that's fun yeah jar jar banks basically yeah that's the memes and vibes in, in a nutshell yeah so let's talk about Certain people, I don't think, I don't, I mean, I don't really care, um, but I'm not going to name names because I don't think there's anyone who's going to be confused by who I'm talking about here. Um, or if they are, they can just go look up, are women allowed to watch Star Wars? I'm sure it'll be one of the first things you see. Um, now, you were very vocal on Twitter about this, mm-hmm. or X, I don't, whatever it's called now. Um, I know it's called X now, but you're very vocal about this, so I want to know what your opinion on this is. Um... You know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get this take because if women aren't allowed to watch Star Wars, then why are women in Star Wars? Like, 
have you seen Ashley Eckstein and how she literally founded a brand called Her Universe, which is a brand that um, makes merchandise, um, specifically Star Wars merchandise, and there are a whole bunch of other stuff that like, she makes, specifically for women, because women are a part of fandom too, and um, you know a lot of merchandise is designed with men in, in mind, so she wanted to create a brand that was um, more focused on the female gaze because female you know, people and women are in, in Star Wars too and they love Star Wars and they watch Star Wars. So like if you say that women don't watch Star Wars, here is an actor who is in Star Wars who founded a brand for women who watch Star Wars and it I just I don't I don't get how you can come on here with a straight face and say that. It's really embarrassing. It is, it is and especially because it's a Canadian who's doing this stuff and is uh, you know, saying this stuff is it canadian yep he's canadian oh my god can we disown him i don't know i've tried i don't know if we can um let's give him to the uh, the cobra chickens yeah no i yeah so it's i didn't i i thought you knew he was a canadian i did not yeah he's a canadian ruined my day yeah so that's that's one of the reasons that that this makes me even angrier because it's like okay do better yeah i our representation that's embarrassing so the other interesting thing and i'm gonna i don't know if you know this but i've this is a stat I love to use. So they did a survey in, I think, 2018 or something, right right when um, The Force Awakens was coming out. I don't remember what year. But they were kind of surveying people saying, you know, have you seen Star Wars? Very simple question. So do you know that, did you know, and this may surprise you, it's probably surprised a lot of people, about 50% of people who were responding to that survey, 50% of, sorry, 50% of the respondents who were women, because they did half and half, mm-hmm. uh, the majority of those women said they had seen Star Wars before. Hmm. So there's the facts. So the women do watch... Also, like, again, I mean, I know you and you watch Star Wars. I also know other women who watch Star Wars. And so it's like, I know at least seven people. Therefore, you know, you can't say that women don't watch Star Wars because I know women who do watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, in this day and age, it's like, how can you say that? Because... When I was in my first Jedi, who I ever met was Ahsoka Tano, um, because I watched The Mandalorian first. And so most people, when they watch Star Wars, their first introduction is like Luke or Anakin or Obi-Wan. But mine was Ahsoka. And it's like, oh, that that shows me that I do belong here and that I can keep exploring this universe and going into it knowing that I will see myself represented. Um, Because, you know... Why else would women be there? I mean, like, you know, originally it's because sexualized. Um, but And there's only two women. In, 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 like, the original trilogy, there's two women. There's Mon Mothma and there's Leia. Yeah, and Mon Mothma shows up for, like, what, one one minute? Right, but she counts as a woman in Star Wars. Yeah, right? yes. Yeah. Um, but, like, seeing the recent Star Wars, like, here are women who who represent so much and 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 like how can how can you say that women don't love star wars if there are women who are you know in it (laughs) like that doesn't make sense to me that's see and and i think again the thing you look at is like you know star wars is a fit first of all it's a fictional universe i know that's breaking news to people but it is Mm -hmm. um and it's a universe right it's Mm -hmm. a uh, you know, it's a galaxy. It's like, you know, all these, like, it's literally a big amount of space with a lot of planets. And you're telling me, and all those planets, there's two human women. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's be honest here. Like, you know, that's a little bit ridiculous. In a world where we can have Twi'leks and Togrudas, no women, like, that doesn't make sense, but okay. And so, I don't know if you know what kind of, or at least in my estimation, started this whole topic of conversation i think i know okay what do you think it was was it um i don't know how to pronounce her name um the director of the new ray movie yes oh my god so she made some comments and uh we'll 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 see if we can uh we might put them in the audio thing um if i can clip them but basically if i if i don't clip them and they aren't there then and and you haven't heard them already then basically she said she wants to make men feel uncomfortable, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and I think people took that to it to be deeply offended. Yeah, and and let's be clear that these were comments that she made in like 2017 or something, and right. that was regarding a documentary. 
completely different story medium than a like a fictional film so like wasn't even talking directly about star wars this was years ago about a documentary and regardless of of, of what she was talking about isn't that the point of why we watch movies is to get a perspective that we don't get before and like that will make us uncomfortable or am i just being too media literate for some of you people i mean i think you're being a little bit media literate here okay. um i think there's a lot of people who are like wait a second but that's not how it was 35 years ago 40 years ago so why is it changing star now? wars isn't political no star Wars is not political it's not based on any world war that's no. not possible like uh -uh. the initial concept of star wars was not based on any world war no you know stormtroopers that that's not a real thing that's not real no 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 yeah, so clear, clearly there's no um, no political undertones of Star Wars. Star Wars is completely apolitical. Um, anyone who thinks Star Wars is based on some world war and it has actual terms like stormtroopers, which go look up stormtroopers, um, and then you'll find a lot of white-suited uh, people, and then you'll find some other things, and, and you'll realize, wait a second, maybe Star Wars is a little bit more political than I thought it was. Yeah, even in the beginning. Who knew? Who knew? So... Now, I don't know what your opinion is, and we're going to talk about the Ray movie for a little bit, because I want to know what your thoughts are on this. What, do you think, that, like, okay, moving aside from the fact that it stars a woman, because that's not any, like, that's not what we're going to talk about here, but do you think story-wise this is a necessary movie to have? I, th I think so. I think that, you know, we end on the rise of Skywalker, um with Rey being really one of the only Jedi left. But there is a, we, we know that the Force resides in all living things and is going to reside in children in the future and in other people. And I think that like seeing her trying to rebuild a Jedi Order with hopefully taking into account the lessons that were learned um, and taking into account the failings of the Jedi Order in the past, I think that would be really cool to explore, like, how, how, where did they go wrong? How did they fail? How can we change? Because that's really the lesson is, like, can we rebuild and can we change and can we evolve into new people? And I think that would be really excited to see a new Jedi Order taking into the foundations of, of what they have lost and what they have learned from that loss. So I agree with you. I also disagree a little bit. And and what I mean by that is this. Do I think there's a place for that story? Agreed. Do I think it needs to be a movie at this point? I think, honestly, it, and maybe this will be controversial. I don't know. Um, it, it, I feel like it resides as a book idea, right? Like, I feel like, because my worry is, I feel like we, you, you say this, right? But at the same time, we've seen this happen, right? We saw Luke rebuild the order, or at least, we, you know, in theory, we saw that happen, right? Mm -hmm. That, again, more of that interesting stuff about how Luke rebuilt the order was. I would, I would like to. I would like to see that in a visual medium at some point. I mean, again, I I would too, but I know that their general rule of thumb is don't remake the books mm -hmm. and just let the books also exist in the canon. Yeah. I honestly think, you know, and I don't I don't think you've read Bloodline. Oh um, yeah. But it's it's on my list. It's top. It's a top tier book. It's honestly one of my favorites. Um, that and the Thrawn trilogy, obviously. Mm. Um. But Bloodline, because it's about Leia rebuilding the, the order, right, and and or kind of trying to put the galactic balance back together. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're actually going to get that because Star Wars in the movies has always been about lightsaber fights and and, and battle. Like I don't think I don't think we're going to get the proper depth in a Star Wars movie because I think there's too many other things that you need to have in a Star Wars movie, mm -hmm. which is why I think I agree that the story I'd love for that to be told. I don't know if it needs to be done in a movie right now, especially. I think it also depends on the team who's who's involved with it. Um, because we, we've seen what happens when a trilogy gets picked up and, like, w more than one director is working mm -hmm. on it. Um, and, you know, there, I think there's hope with um, with Dave Filoni being promoted to chief creative officer. By the way, a long overdue promotion. And, and again, just because I have to put this out here because people get, you know, people are going to start saying things. No, Kathleen Kennedy was not fired. She was just she just realized, wait a second, this guy is better creative mind, and so she how elevated him, which is what any good executive in any company does. Yeah, I'm so tired of the. <laughs> I just I know there's many people who say stuff, so I'm like I gotta just remind everyone that Kathleen Kennedy's still in charge, but she's more of a business person. She's not really a Star Wars like 
fan like that. Yeah, she understands where her strengths are and where his strengths are, and you know the that's smart, a good that's a good business thing to do is to yeah. put people where they're supposed to, which, you know, and I my hope is that Dave Filoni will will help with the continuity of of this, um, and you know let people tell the stories they want to tell, but also respecting what is already there, um, which it seems like is already happening with, um, yeah. So, yeah, again, I, I think it does depend. I think I do feel a little bit bad for Daisy Ridley because I don't know. I'm sure you've heard the comment she made about how she feels like she ruined Star Wars. I'm so worried about her. Like, I just I feel like no one's like she didn't ruin Star Wars. No, I, I want her to come back and, and get a, a better experience than what she was given in like 2017. Um, but I also don't want it to make it worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's my concern, too, is like what if it just gets worse but like you know i hope i i know that when she went to star wars celebration she saw the love um and that like not all star wars fans exist on the internet as these people a lot of the people on the internet aren't star wars fans yeah a lot of the people will capitalize off of pretending to be a star wars fan um but i i just i want all the love for her and i just you know if they can pull this off if they can pull off a great story I, I just I just want her to get it. Yeah, and again, I think Ben, ben Solo, um, Adam Driver not wanting to come back is a little bit, you know, weird because, again, can you have that story without both of them? I don't know. Um, I think there's other things you can do. And again, you know, yeah, again, it's weird. I don't know. I don't really have much of a – like, I don't have a strong opinion either way. I want it to be good, but – excited to see what happens and you know where it goes i'm i'm usually a pretty chill person so like i i'm not gonna set big expectations for what it what i want it to be you're not because, gonna angrily tweet if it comes out and and there's a you don't love it yeah exactly okay. like i'm not i'm not setting up any like standards and just like i'm gonna see what story they give us and you know if i enjoy it then great if i don't then it's not my thing but like that's generally how i like to approach things i try not to set like too high crazy like guys this is what's gonna happen and then when it doesn't happen i'm gonna throw a hissy fit on twitter like that's not me wow so you're not like most star wars fans yeah i, I don't throw hissy fits on twitter i just turn on a camera and then throw a hissy fit um but more about the substance you know and also i've never star wars has never done anything that i didn't like so it's, you know um or didn't i like i never hate anything star wars does so i haven't had to do that yet but i'm sure if, if i did have to I'd, I'd be ready to do that yeah, um, and I'm also just really excited to see a, a woman directing a Star Wars movie, which is crazy that that hasn't happened before because so many Star Wars stories have been have been told by women. Like the Obi Wan Kenobi show, in my opinion, top tier. Oh, so good. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I'm just really excited to see women continuing to shape Star Wars. And I think a lot of people got their feathers ruffled about that too. Wait, that means that Star Wars is gonna become woke? Oh no, we can't oh, have Star Wars no. become woke. The woke oh, yeah. agenda. Yeah, I um, know. Like, there's a difference between, like, they're like, oh, well, Daisy Ridley already was in Star Wars, so, yeah, women have shaped Star Wars. Like, how can you say that? No, w directing and acting is a completely different ballpark. And Also, you need both. Like, you could have women act, and also you could have women direct and write and, and do all this stuff. Like, did you know that? I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know if you knew that, but, like, the internet's like there can be more that, yeah. more than one woman on a team. Yeah, I know. Shocker. If there's, if there's more than one woman, that doesn't mean that it's woke. It just means that there's people who are good at their jobs who are doing Star Wars. Yeah, so I'm really excited to see um, what this director brings to the to the film because it's going to offer a perspective that we've never seen before, and that's just really exciting to me. Now, the other thing is you've seen The Mandalorian, obviously. You've mm -hmm. seen Ahsoka, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you've seen the other shows that are semi-related to this plot line. Um, but... We're going to be getting a Mandalorian and Grogu show, uh, movie. And then we're going to be getting kind of the finale movie or what they're selling as the finale movie to this kind of saga, the Thrawn mini saga that they've been kind of building on the TV side of things. So I have a theory about the Grogu movie in a minute, but right now I want to know what your thoughts are overall about getting the Grogu movie and, and the Mandalorian movie. I'm I'm really excited, but I also I hope that we're still getting the Mandalorian season four. We are. Um, good because I don't want this to replace it. Um, because you know I don't know I just feel like 
a lot of people didn't like The Mandalorian season three. Um, controversial mm-hmm. opinion. I loved it. I had a great time. Um, and you know, I think a lot that of that is an opinion. I think a lot of people didn't like it because Bo-Katan um, really stepped in. Um, and sexism. Um, actually, that's not my criticism with it. Actually, but it's yeah, you're allowed to have different criticisms. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of people, their main criticism is Bo-Katan, and I um, love Bo-Katan. I love her so much. Um, I thirst tweet about her all the time. <laughs> um, but, like, I I, I want to see how Mandalore continues to rebuild, and, like, I don't feel like we're going to have time to do that in a, you know, two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, so I, I, I'm excited to hear that we're getting season four of Mandalorian 2 as well as a movie, and I'm, I have no idea what the movie's going to be about. I'm just excited. I'm just excited for all the new Star Wars things. So I want to just run some ideas by you for this movie. Okay. Okay. So, well, first I'm gonna tell you the bu- the business reason I think they're gonna do- they're doing this movie. So, Disney Plus not a very profitable thing for Disney, right? No. They don't make that much money off it. So, because streaming is is not profitable. So, I think what they're trying to do because the last time we saw a Star Wars movie on the big screen was was Solo. Solo it didn't do great box office. Why well, I think it made like what four hundred million dollars, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's weird for Star Wars because Star Wars is making a billion plus right mm-hmm. obviously rogue one and everything before that made a billion plus right the rise of skywalker all that stuff mm-hmm. i think what they're going to do is they're going to basically say look this show the mandalorian probably being one of the most popular shows on disney plus mm-hmm. we got to make sure though that it's going to translate to the movies mm-hmm. the best way to do that and because if again if you're kind of setting up the conclusion to this big saga right which started with the mandalorian um as a movie you have to make sure the audience kind of says, hey, oh, yeah, we remember these characters, right? And there's, uh, there are people who watch the movies and have not seen a single TV show. I know people mm-hmm. who watch every single Star Wars movie, have not seen a single TV show, and aren't even Disney Plus subscribers at that, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of see the memes of, of, like, you know, Grogu or Baby Yoda at the time. Mm-hmm. But they don't really – they're not really, like, super fans like like we are. Yeah. So I think what they're going to do with this and is they're going to basically try to almost m- say, look, get used to these characters and so that – if it doesn't do great, they know. And I think they're kind of hoping the, between the merch and stuff, they're going to end up with making a lot of money off this movie. Oh, for sure. They probably, they probably will. Grogu I mean, capitalism is real. And it I, is. And I will fully subscribe to it. Like, I don't know what, which, um, whether Taylor Swift or Grogu has more of an impact on the economy overall. But, I will buy both um, of those things. So, I, yeah, I mean, again, I think that that's probably what they're going to try to do. And then they're going to try to set up so everyone gets excited about Thrawn when he comes, you know, to kind of do this big kind of conclusion. We also got an Ahsoka season two greenlit, which is confusing to me. Now, I love Ahsoka. Love the show. Might be one of my favorite shows on Disney+. Plus. It's my favorite Star Wars I, show. Ahsoka's my favorite character in Star Wars, so it's kind of hard. Like, Thrawn and Ahsoka are my two favorite characters in Star Wars. They're both in Ahsoka, so, you know. It, it, it's not very hard to make it my favorite show. <laughs> um, I don't know if I love this idea, though. And so, I guess what I mean by that is this. I don't, I'm worried a little bit about running, like, extending this, this story longer than you have to, right? Because I'm, I'm, again, I'm assuming at this point, we don't really know. I'm assuming that Ahsoka is going to take place right after season one, mm-hmm. right? And after season one, I was very vocal, but the fact that I thought this was a good place to stop. Like, I thought, like, until the movie, like, this was a good place to kind of ramp up the kind of, you know, toward that kind of big finale of that. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on getting a so season two? Are you worried about them potentially? Again, you know, we both love the character. Are you worried about them potentially drying the story up before they can get to their big epic movie conclusion? No, because I, I, I worry that if they were just to try and cram it in the movie, what happens to Balin? I want to know what he's doing. And, like, as long as they, like, please keep that storyline i know ray stevenson isn't with us and he did a fantastic job Mm -hmm. but i i really hope that they pass the torch to someone and let that storyline continue because i want to know what is he doing what is he doing i don't know i have questions and i want them answered and i don't feel like we're gonna have time to fully dive into that and and shin as well um and and what's going on there in 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 just a movie so i i want to know I want to know, and I don't. I don't feel like we'd have time to do that, all of that, and explore it as deeply as we could in a season two of a show. So I'm gonna propose an alternate. And again, I know they're greenlit season two. These questions, this question worked better when they didn't have a season two greenlit. Mm-hmm. Would you rather see a Balin show, 
instead of getting into Ahsoka Season 2, because I think the again, I think the name, using the name Ahsoka, right? And maybe it does just be basically become a heavy Balin show, and I would be okay with that. Again, Ray Stevenson did a great job. I have some theories about Balin, um, but would you kind of rather them do that and kind of explore that? Because that was the thing I was like, I don't know if there's enough time to do this justice in the movie, but I do want to see where this is going. And I would have probably rather see that than, you know, kind of deal with Ahsoka more. Because again, I want, I feel like that ending is the perfect way to open a movie. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, but I also, I want to see how they get back to the galaxy that we know or like i wanna i i like we we had a lot of in ahsoka season one there was a lot of like telling and not showing and i think that was what a lot of people took issue with and i do understand that criticism because i i think in season two i hope that we get flashbacks to like sabine um and what happened on mandalore because we hear about it and we're told about it we we don't exactly know and I, I i would love to explore more of the past as well as the future and i don't know if that's just like my delusional brain but like i, I think you know if the show gives us more time to do that i think i think that would be cool too so that way when the movie is ready like when the movie takes its place like we already know where we're coming from completely but like i i also understand your perspective as well yeah, again, and I think Star Wars, because I, I know Star Wars does this. I mean, you know, look at what they've done with The Mandalorian. Like, again, I loved season one. Mm -hmm. I was okay on season two. Season three was better than season two. I thought season two was too draggy and distracted. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think, obviously, The Book of Boba Fett was an absolute disaster, mainly because they didn't do justice to the story that they clearly wanted to tell. I feel really bad for Book of Boba Fett because I think, like, The Mandalorian coming in at the end... And, like, starting off that plot point for season three was so, like, disrespectful to the yes. character of Boba Fett. They also Fett. had, like, an Ahsoka episode in there, I think. Or some kind of half Ahsoka episode in there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this feels wrong because it's, like... like it was the, the epic return of Cad Bane, and yet they couldn't do that justice. Yeah. It's like, no one cares about Cad Bane because I just want to see Grogu and Mando reunite. And it's like, this should have been in, like, Mandalorian season three if they had made it, like, three episodes long. Like, I don't know figure out a way like that didn't make sense to me yeah i have so many issues with book of Boba Fett, which we can't even get into because it take us way too much time um what i will say is this i have a theory i want to run by you about balin um in terms of is balin do you think balin is related to count dooku Ooh. i think that'd be interesting I, I've never thought about it, but maybe. Now you're thinking about it, though. Now I'm thinking about it. Because the one thing I noticed, and I'm people have argued with me about this, but I truly believe the way, if you look at the way Balin fights, he kind of fights with this calm anger that Dooku fought with. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, honestly, I think Dooku's one of the most underrated characters in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. um, I think that having Balin be the child of Count Dooku or something would be a very interesting thing. Because, again, I think Count Dooku was probably done... Like, if the Clone Wars didn't exist, I think Count Dooku would be the most forgotten and, and honestly, most underappreciated character. And I think he is, to some extent, still, mm -hmm. um, like, in Star Wars. So, I'm again, you know, I think that's a kind of an interesting thing to kind of think about. That's interesting. Um, but also, he was... A, we know he was a member of the Jedi Order, and he was a Jedi General in the Clone Wars. Like, does this mean he was fighting against Dooku? Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's... So, that again, that's kind of my... That's where that's what I was thinking about. Is like, maybe there's some or like a brother situation or something. Like again, I don't know how the ages would work, but mm -hmm. you, know, you know you can kind of just pretend whatever. Like I don't, no one's gonna care that much. Um, I think that would be cool because I think there is something to a story which weren't, which like I think they're gonna connect a story to something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I'm hoping it is. Um, I'm hoping it is, uh, Count Dooku because then that would be very cool. Um. But yeah, that's. I think that's 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 my biggest theory. I think. Yeah. This. Every time he was on screen, I was just like, "What are you planning? What are you doing? I have so many questions. Like, I do not know your motivations, which is really cool, but it also drives me nuts. Right. Because I'm like, where? What? What is your plan? You are so suspicious, and like, even your apprentice doesn't know what you're doing. And even I think there's the other theory: the brother, the son, and the 
father, right? And that they were the... The Mortis gods. Yeah, and Balin was one of them, and obviously Ahsoka was one. They're kind of... If people saying, oh, this makes sense, and I'm like, mm. I mean, yes, but also... I don't know what he's doing with the Mortis gods, but I do want to find out. Yeah, again, I'm... The sun was awesome. I love that. That mini arc in, in the Clone Wars was probably one of the better, like, mini arcs in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um... Oh, yes. Um, So the big finale movie. What is your... So what do you want from that? If you could kind of give your wish list for things that kind of come out of that movie. Mainly character moments, but Hmm. I don't know. I think I'm just excited to see, hopefully, all these characters coming together. um, Because everyone is so... Like, you know, obviously, we have the Mandalorian, we have Ahsoka, they're in their own stories. Um, And I want to see them all collaborate and come together. Um, I'm really curious to know what Thrawn's doing with the Night Sisters, um, and what like are we gonna have more zombies? Like, what what is he doing? Um, and and how are they going to to fight that? And um, yeah, and I also want to I just want to see the New Republic kind of go up in flames because like they kind of deserved it. They, like, oh no, Thrawn couldn't possibly return. Like. Y'all are being so dumb. I mean, and it's it, all politics. That's how I am, man. Yeah. It just, uh, every time there was, like, a a scene with the senators in Ahsoka. The, the hearing. That was the hearing scene with uh, R2, I think, came I in. I got and... so angry. Yeah. Because Senator Ziono just, mm, I wanted to punch him so bad, and, and you know. I don't think you're the only one. Hera was, was verbally throwing, and it was beautiful, and I love her. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and again, I think character... I mean, look, there's only one thing. Like, I feel like they're going to do this. I don't want them to do this, which is why I'm going to say it. Don't kill Ahsoka. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know you're going to... I know they're going to be very tempted to do it and hurt everybody. I don't want them to do it. Don't kill Ahsoka. Don't kill Thrawn, please. Yeah, I I don't... I don't I don't think they're going to kill Ahsoka. Mm, they love hurting us, though. So. I know, but... Ugh. Yeah, and now you're starting to think, and you're like, yeah, that sounds like something they would do. But they also like to bring people back. So. Well, Soka died before. Yeah. So now speaking of the Night Sisters, I don't know how we're doing for time yet. I don't know. Don't know. Are we good? Okay, perfect. Um, so I think we have time for like one more little thing. And obviously we've got to talk about the Bad Batch. Um, Night Sisters, Ventress. I, I, you know, I have to know what your thoughts are on this as you are a Ventress fan. God, I didn't. I was not expecting her in the trailer, and I s- heard her voice. And as a blind person, like my big flex is like, if I hear a voice, I recognize it instantly. And I like literally sat up, dropped my phone, like started walking around the room, going, "Oh my God, that's Ventress. What is she doing here?" And you know, I I haven't read Dark Disciple yet, um, and so I I saw a lot of people go huh um but me i was just like i'm so excited but i have no idea what is she doing here i don't know um begs the question is quinlan vos going to make a return to Ooh, that would be fun like i gotta do a little bit more research into figuring exactly when the timeline this is and in terms of ventures own journey mm-hmm. um i mean if she shows up in it you know if I really thought she was going to show up in Ahsoka, I'm going to be honest with you, in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was going to show up in the form of, like, you know, Mother Talon-type ghost situation, mm-hmm. but she didn't. Um, she's showing up in for real in the Bad Batch, though, so I'm excited about that because I think, again, when we just talk about characters who just deserve better, Ventress is definitely up there because she was, you know, obviously never in live action, um, but was animated a lot, so... Yeah, and I'm I'm just I'm so excited to see her again. And I think like something that I I really remember about Ventress is like when Ahsoka is um the wrong Jedi arc in the Clone Wars um and and she sees herself in Ahsoka and and she says to Anakin, "It's true. My master abandoned me, and that's exactly what you did to her." And mm-hmm. like that was a moment where I was like, "Oh, I see, I see the, like, empathy, and I, I understand her a bit better now, because the Jedi really did drop her after her master mm-hmm. was killed, 
why? Like, they just left this, like, presumably a child to... They're not very nice, though. We know this. Yeah, the Jedi Order kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, they just left her. And, like, no wonder she became a Sith. Because... Like, she was alone. She had nothing. Yeah, you're alone and you're... You're dealing with trauma, and you know trauma brings anger, and you have no experience how to deal with that. Of course, you're going to turn to something darker. Um, so, I just I want to know more about Ventress, and you know I do need to read more books, um, and I'm getting there. It's just my Audible credits can only go so far. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just really excited to see her again because you know another woman who. Um, I will always accept her coming back. Like, uh, like, and I know the Bad Batch creators have put a like a statement saying like, look, we are not retconning um, the ending of Dark Disciple. Um, we are. They're gonna have some explanation. We just have to be patient and wait. Yeah, to see what it we is. just need to see what it is. Um, but I think like, she's gonna be revived by, um, by oh my God, Omega. That, that's her name. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. But regardless of, like, how she comes back, I don't care how little of an explanation we get. Like, if we can get, like, Palpatine returning, Darth Maul returning after getting cut in half, I don't care how Ventress returns. She's a night sister. She could just simply be resurrected. We've seen it happen. Yeah, and I wouldn't care, and I'd just be happy that she's back because she is someone who, like, you know, deserves more stories. And, like, that, that arc that we get in Dark Disciple, which I haven't read, but it was supposed to be an arc in the Clone Wars and, and didn't get to be added so i'm sad that we never got to see the conclusion of her story in animation and and i'm kind of glad we didn't though because she it's it might that might have meant her actual story is ending yeah so 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 maybe now like we're gonna get something and i'm just i'm really excited and and also just you know women who are villains amazing Captain Phasma is also very underrated um but that's a conversation for another day now with that being said i do want to thank you for coming all this way you know coming out to you know, talk about Star Wars. And if anyone wants to hear more, I mean, you can follow you on social media. You're very active on X, uh, as, yeah. as we've kind of, you know, talked about. Um, and also, uh, again, we can, I'll link the other interview and I'll put all your social media stuff in the description for people. Do you want to tell them where they can find you? You can find me at Soprano Shayla on Twitter, Instagram. I think that's like my two. TikTok. Yeah, you can find me on those three things. We gotta uh, get you a letterbox. You gotta get on letterbox. I do have to get a letterbox. No, uh, maybe you'll be able to find her on letterbox soon too. Yeah. We'll yeah. To, yeah. So, anyways, with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the podcast. Um, if you liked it, don't forget to the follow us on the podcast feeds. Um, I don't know what comment I guess rate it review it or whatever they say share this it on is, your social media yeah share it tell send it to send it to people who have strong incorrect opinions about Star Wars um, including you know who so I I think that in, and for any fake psychologist in your life who thinks they understand why women don't watch Star Wars just send this to them yeah um, or yeah I am living proof that either um, um, you are are like there's a mistake or i'm not a woman yeah well when we can we'll, we'll let the internet decide you can, which you one, can yeah. decide which one but you yeah, know. however they're gonna manage to like couch their beliefs that are clearly incorrect yeah uh thank you as always that you had for you know sitting there and um you know t- listening to me talk because he and then edit me talking and all that stuff thank you all for wa- listening and i'll see you all next time bye